Welcome to This Week in Engineering. I'm Jim Anderton, Multimedia Content Director at Engineering.com. On today's episode, the loyal wingman flies, the semiconductor shortage gets serious, and two big pharma rivals collaborate for vaccine production. Today's episode of This Week in Engineering is brought to you by Engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on Engineering.tv today. In military aviation, the wingman is a fundamental part of the standard two-aircraft element used by fighter aircraft for generations. The concept is simple. The wingman protects the lead aircraft, allowing its pilot to concentrate on pressing home an attack. Now today, this has meant two aircraft and two pilots. This week, however, Boeing Australia has announced the first flight of the company's new Loyal Wingman unmanned combat aircraft as part of the Royal Australian Air Force's air power teaming system. Now, Loyal Wingman is not strictly a drone. It is, as the name implies, however, controlled by a manned aircraft and can be sent on hazardous missions dangerous to human pilot. The aircraft is multi-role with a reconfigurable nose module for tasks such as reconnaissance and scouting, and it incorporates an AI system. It's the first combat aircraft designed in Australia in over 50 years, and it's assembled using an automated production line in Brisbane, Queensland. The drones will operate with a variety of combat airplanes, including the F-35, the F-A-18, and the E-7. 35 Australian companies are subcontractors to the program, and Boeing Corporate expects that Loyal Wingman will be a fundamental part of Boeing's entry into the U.S. Air Force Skyborg program, which will develop autonomous, low-cost, AI-enabled drones for missions in hostile environments. Mission modules are expected to be different for the two programs. Skyborg aircraft are expected to begin flight testing in July. The ongoing global semiconductor shortage well, it's taken a toll on auto production, and now it's affecting consumer goods as well. As the crisis initiated by COVID ripples through supply chains, products as diverse as medical equipment, 5G smartphones, and computers, well, they've joined autos with the supply shortage and production disruptions and lower deliveries in the first quarter. Now, while COVID-19 was the catalyst for this spreading crisis, the origins of the issue go back years, according to the Semiconductor Industry Association. Now, that organization, which represents 98% of U.S. semiconductor industry by revenue, well, that sent a letter to President Biden urging him to include major funding for semiconductor manufacturing and research in the administration's COVID recovery spending plan. According to the association, in 1990, the U.S. controlled 37% of global semiconductor manufacturing, but this has declined to 12% today. The trade group asserts that this slippage is due to substantial investment by foreign governments in semiconductor research and fab construction. Now, supply chain risks were magnified by the Trump administration's actions to restrict access to the U.S. market by some Chinese-owned companies, citing national security issues. The recently passed Chips for America Act, part of the fiscal 2021 National Defense Authorization Act, this authorized the Biden administration to begin funding for advanced foundries on U.S. soil. The current state-of-the-art in chip design, 5 nanometer technology, was controlled by Samsung in South Korea and the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company. The act caps funding at $3 billion per project. However, it's expected that the Biden administration would encounter little resistance to a request for additional funding during this shortage. Ironically, semiconductor sales were up 13.2% in January year-over-year -year globally, despite the effects of COVID. In a rare collaboration between two major players in the highly competitive pharmaceutical industry, Merck will produce Johnson & Johnson's COVID-19 vaccine. The deal is part of a program from the Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority, or BARDA, a division of the Office of the Assistant Secretary for Preparedness and Response inside the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. 
BARDA will provide Merck with funding of up to $269 million to adapt existing manufacturing facilities to produce vaccines, and the company has signed a deal with Johnson & Johnson business unit Janssen Pharmaceuticals to support the formulation, manufacturing, and supply of Johnson & Johnson's vaccine in U.S. plants. The government funding comes on top of a longer-range Merck plan to invest $20 billion in the company's global vaccine manufacturing capacity through 2024. While unusual, this move is not unprecedented. Military hardware production contracts have resulted in manufacturers making competitors' designs, typically in weapons, aircraft, and vehicles. A notable example is mass production by Ford of the Willys Jeep in World War II. Merck has announced that the firm is actively looking at other areas of collaboration with industry competitors to fight the pandemic. For pandemic response, it looks good for 2021. This episode was brought to you by engineering.tv. Thanks for listening. Tune in again next time.